Hello and welcome to the One More Mile Tipcast, episode 134, Dealing with Short Rides. Hey folks, we are back with the One More Mile Tipcast, and here we are again, kind of picking up where I left off with the last Tipcast talking about changing of the schedule. But one of the most frustrating things that I find uh, both in my own training but but with athletes that I talk to is people who have to train on that time budget uh, really have a hard time dealing with the short ride because it kind of feels like, what do you do with it? Uh, you know, I know for a lot of people, and, and again, I'll, I'll include myself in this, you often feel like, oh, if I'm only riding an hour, if I don't ride hard, then it's a waste of time. And that's not necessarily true. I think if you look back over all of the tipcasts, especially the more recent ones where I've been talking about this idea of changing up your schedule and letting your schedule kind of flow kind of back and forth, especially for triathlon. For cycling, if you're a single sport athlete, uh, I don't think it's as big of a problem because you can always find time to do that long ride. But I think for triathletes, they're really tough. And so it's really, really important that you have kind of an ebb and flow in your training where there are weeks where you can get a longer ride in. I think, again, with tools like Zwift, it's awesome because you can get that time in. You can usually carve out some time on the weekends to do that. But but let's just talk about you've got the short ride uh, and you got to live with it, okay? And, and especially if you only get one long ride a week, oftentimes that short ride just becomes a hammer fest. Okay, and the reality is is that unlike running and swimming, which are generally shorter events in triathlon, and you can progress pretty well in your training with short training sessions, cycling, uh, you know, we got to really kind of work with it, and just going out and hammering every single time is not going to help us, especially if it's that kind of that, that hammering in in uh, maybe threshold or zone three or, you know, whatever it is, that sustained power output for like 45 minutes. That's generally not what we want to do, okay? We want to carve up the training session. Now, there are lots of ways that you can do this. So I'm going to kind of give you a few tips uh, in order of, of what you can try. The first one I think is the most obvious. You can make it hard. And by hard, I mean really, really hard. You do intervals. You don't do just kind of the warm up and just hammer fest for an hour. Uh, you really want to do intervals, and you can do lots of different intervals. You can change it up a bit. One of the things that I do, even with my swim workouts, is that I might do VO2 max efforts, but the entire workout isn't all the same. So, kind of the traditional way of working on your VO2 max is doing maybe four minutes on and two or four or five minutes off okay and so that that that's fine that's one way to tackle it spend some time at a very high intensity uh, another way is to do shorter intervals maybe three or two minutes you know so two minutes on three minutes on uh and then an equal recovery time or you can do really short intervals 30 seconds one minute but there you have to really compress that recovery time to about half of what you would do for your work time. So if you're doing 30 second intervals, you might do maybe 15 or 20 second recoveries. All right, bottom line is that you can mix and match those so that you might actually start off with maybe uh, two four minute intervals to really kind of get your VO2 up, your oxygen consumption up, and then you might shorten it again and do maybe uh, three two minute intervals 
and then you might do maybe uh, six or eight 30 second intervals with short recovery. Again, you're going to work on power outputs that are a little bit different. You're going to get that VO2 max time. Either way, you're going to end up with a really hard workout that's going to probably go by pretty fast. And again, like I said, I do this with my swimming workouts because it makes the swims go by so, so fast. The other end of the spectrum is to make it really, really easy. And you might say, well, okay, um, you know, that's just a recovery ride. Yeah, but if you place it strategic, especially after another harder workout, if you're just a, a, a single athlete, single sport athlete, it's going to be a longer, harder run, and then the next day is a really easy, longer run. Uh, what, what I find is that oftentimes if I do my really hard intervals running, my legs are pretty trashed the next day. And so I like to do an easy ride. And so you might actually do an hour-long recovery ride, in which case that's really good. That, it's a good way to, to complement those two workouts. Uh, another thing you could do is you can make it fasted. Okay, if you got an hour to work out, you can actually get up early in the morning, make it a fasted ride. We we talked about this with Jeff, uh, you know, with Jeff Rothschild about how to do those fasted workouts. If you're doing a really hard interval session the night before, you can sleep low and do the fasted workout, which is ideal and really maximize those fasted benefits. Uh, number four, you can just spice it up. Okay, uh, along the lines of that really hard workout where you're changing the number of intervals, you can, uh, you know, do a variety of different intervals. You can uh, do some sprint intervals. If it's, say, a workout where you don't really want to blow yourself out, do shorter sprints, 15, 20 seconds. You're going to work on that really high top end power output, but you're not really going to tax yourself. And being indoors, I often find is ideal for these rides, especially if I'm doing a Zwift ride, I can do a short loop and I can do the sprint every single time. All right. And so what ends up happening is I get this kind of this perfect amount of recovery in between. So I might do one 20 second sprint in five minutes of recovery. And that gives me enough time to do, you know, various laps. Uh, and then the last thing you can do is to make it a double. Okay, you can do an hour easy in the morning and an hour easy at night. Again, you might not have the time to make that a full ride, but splitting the ride up again is better than nothing. And oftentimes it's just that 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 time on the bike or just the the you know the time under tension really to stress the leg muscles uh, and burn some extra calories. Hey folks, that is it for Tipcast one. 34. If you want to learn more, you can email me at go one more mile at gmail.com. That's go one more mile at gmail.com. You can head on over to the website www.go1mm.com. You can donate there. Uh, we are going to be working on some content for the upcoming months. And as I said, we are trying to develop that website. But along those lines, we really need your help. So if you go to the website, hit the donate button, $5, $10, whatever you feel comfortable with. But if you like this podcast, we need that support. We need your donations. We need your reviews on iTunes. So please head on over there as well. Write us a review. Tell us what you think. But until next time, folks, remember, always go one more mile. Later.